Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Welcome, welcome, everyone. You are listening to Red Sea Radio, KEDC 88.5 FM in the Brazos Valley and KYAR 98.3 FM in Central Texas and also KINF in 107.9 FM in Palestine. Uh, We are so glad that you can join us today. Uh, My name is Pam Marvin and this is Red Sea Roundup um, live atop the St. Mary's Catholic Student Center on here June. Nope. July, July the 21st. I can't believe it. Things are just going by so quickly these days. And joining me here in the studio today is my good friend, Donna Hannes. Welcome, Donna. Good morning. Nice to be here. Yeah, Donna and I are going to be talking after the break about the way, uh, you know, our, our we are a temple and God's temple and how we treat it is so important with food and otherwise. So we're going to be talking about how food affects prayer life and yes. prayer and fasting too. Yes, but before that, um, also, I guess I should say, Thaddeus is in here with me as well. It's good to see Morning, you, Pam. dear. Nice to see you. Everybody doing well in your family? We are doing very well. We're getting ready to enter birthday season in my family. Oh, yeah? How, how You have like a lot in a month or a couple months? We have uh, four-fifths of the children's birthdays are between the end of this month and the middle of next month. Wow. I like that birthday season. Mm-hmm. That sounds wonderful. So last summer we had uh, the remnants of five birthday cakes in the uh, refrigerator or on the countertop at one time. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So I love big families. It's exciting time. We need to have a show all about the, the, the beauty of large families that people don't really know because they don't have them, right? That's oh. a good show to have. I have Terry Lipscomb and you and... Anybody else? We don't have multiple. We can always we can always stand to have more people having large families. Oh, Let's say that. Yes, absolutely. Also, before we get really rolling, I want to go ahead and um, say our little prayer to Saint Joseph. Let's do it. In this beautiful year of this patron saint, he's very close to my heart. I have a, um, the sleeping Saint Joseph in my entryway in my house, and I have little prayer requests underneath the sleeping Saint Joseph. And um, one of them is, and he seems like he's really answering those prayers, is to have holy men in my family. And I can see lots of changes and stirrings in the hearts of the men in our family. There's still a couple of holdouts, but, uh, you know, I trust, I trust, I trust. So, oh, bless Joseph. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Mm. Oh, bless Joseph, faithful guardian of my Redeemer, Jesus Christ, protector of your chaste spouse, the Virgin Mother of God. I choose you this day to be my special patron and advocate, and I firmly resolve to honor you all the days of my life. Therefore, I humbly call on you to receive me as your adopted child, to instruct me in every doubt, to comfort me in every affliction, and to obtain for me all the knowledge and love of the sacred heart of Jesus, and finally to defend and protect me at the hour of my death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We'd also like to remind you that making a prayer during the year of St. Joseph carries a plenary indulgence instead of just a partial indulgence. Did you know that this year? I didn't know that. Yeah, well, did not know that. Yeah. 
Good old St. Joseph. I always say he got me a roof. <laughs> you know, I wanted to add that uh, one of the neat things I heard on uh, Red Sea Catholic Radio recently was, uh, I don't remember who was talking about this, but this idea, this idea of um, St. Joseph was the savior of the savior. Oh the my fact word. that he, he performed that salvific role of bringing, uh, pro- you know, protecting Christ from the slaughter of the innocents and bringing uh, Mary and Joseph to Egypt to, pr- to protect him uh, so that he could carry out his salvific role um, later on in his life. And so I thought that was a really fascinating, uh, just a new little facet of his role in salvation history. So St. Joseph is savior of the savior. That is amazing. Where did you, where did you come across that? Again, I I heard it on Red Sea Catholic Radio, but I don't recall who was discussing that or, or who pointed that out. Yeah. Wow. It it might've been Dr. David Anders. That's really great. I have some insight. We have been running the glory of St. Joseph's spots, the wonders of St. Joseph. And that was mentioned in Father uh, Gately's book on St. Joseph. Oh, Yeah, so we've had a whole series of spots on the wonders of St. Joseph. Except that it's not Father Gately's book. Oh, Oh, Callaway. It's Father Donald Callaway's book. Yep, they're both of the same order, I believe. That's why. So you see how I did that? See how I still got a chance to correct Dennis after he corrected me? (laughs) That's how it works around here. (laughs) Friendly competitiveness. I like that. That's so good. <laughs> iron sharpens iron, right? That's yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we um, got a message from a dear priest friend of mine. Um, it, actually, he sent it to the radio station. If you remember or recall here in the Brazos Valley, Father Uche Umbikulu was here for for a while. Um, just a dear man. I, I Paul and I became uh, friends with Father Uche, um, his passion for the Lord and his passion for the truth was just always so vigorous. And and we were really drawn to that. And we love that so much about Father Uche. Well, so anytime he's requesting something, um, I am so happy to to, um, follow through with his request. And this is what the request is. So as many of you do know him, he is from Nigeria and he is asking us to pray for an end to the political unrest in his country in Eastern Africa, generally and specifically the persecution of his native people in the Biafran Christians by Nigeria's Islamist government. So um, this part of the continent has a powerful intercessor in the person of St. Charles Luganda, the leader of the 22 Ugandan martyrs who refused to violate their Catholic beliefs in order to please their king. So um, let's just say a real quick prayer to uh, St. Charles Luganda for these. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Uh, dear Lord, we just ask for St. Charles Luganda's intercession in this period, excuse me, this this part of Nigeria, this part of the world, we are all one in the body of Christ, and these people are suffering such persecutions that we hopefully will never know, but we ask to enrich and just strengthen the people of this area to, to live their Catholic faith, and we ask for Jesus to bring justice to this area, that persecutions will stop, and it will be restored to a Christian area of the world. Lord, we just ask for, again, St. Charles's intercession and prayers. 
In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's a pretty tough thing going on over there. I didn't know how I'd like to catch up with Father Uche. Too bad I didn't have him on today just to see, you know, I remember the area being kind of, it was kind of far away, but it sounds like it's more encroaching as far as the Islamic government's now really encroaching on the area um, where he is from. So, Father, I, our prayers are with you. We'll continue up the good fight with you. Yeah, for sure. And I think he mentioned in his communication to us that they, the Biafrans of Texas are planning on rallying at the state capitol. Is that right? Um, 3.30 p.m. today. Yeah, today. Okay, we'll pray for their uh, voices to be heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that we can extrapolate to um, our country and other countries around the world for for justice um, to really start to take hold in our country, that God's justice will start to permeate through the United States and throughout the world. Um, I feel a real strong call to that right now. I'm, for the first time ever, Donna, I did <laughs> I did like a Facebook post, like a story. Like I just don't do that. I'm not really much of a Facebook person. Um but I did one yesterday and on the first reading of Exodus about it, because it was about uh, Moses parting the Red Sea right. and how powerful that was and thinking he can turn um, the chaos into order now and in, in our times. In an instant. In an instant. And, and I have to fast. say, my brothers and sisters, this woman right here constantly reminds me of that. You know, I don't know if there's another saying for iron shopper and iron, because I don't know that I'm necessarily iron, but you know, <laughs> you are that for me, my friend. Well, we're that for each other. I think, you know, we're like-minded and we're, our goals are similar. Mm-hmm. You know, we both want holiness in our lives and our families. And strive for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. uh, Don and I have, have like uh, just so much in common that it's just so it takes my breath away some days about mm-hmm. how how wonderful that is. So we get to just really talk about it after the break today. Well, that's why we call ourselves sisters from another mother. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. So we have a few minutes here. Do you guys? Do y'all have? Dennis I, I, was just telling me, and I thought this was amazing. I am so excited to hear about all the construction that's going on with the new satellite for the radio station. I had no idea this was going on, but. Dennis and Thaddeus have been super, super busy with the reconstruction of all the satellites. You know, um, the good Lord allowed for that hail damage to give us an upgrade. (laughs) So that is so exciting. So can y'all tell me when that's going to like be finished and will we see and hear any improvements after that? Well, I have to be truthful and say that I have had less to do with that effort than Dennis has. He has been working uh, overtime on arranging for the uh, concrete subcontractor to get out to the tower site pad. He went out there beforehand to mow and prep the tower site for the installation of the new satellite dishes. And so yesterday, Dennis was out there all day long um, getting the holes dug for the new satellite poles. And then finally, right at the end of the day, the concrete uh, transit mixer got there and they poured the concrete and got the poles leveled and plumb. And so then next Monday, we will be actually installing the new dishes. So when do you think mm-hmm. estimate for when they'll be up and running? And can, will we hear a difference? 
we we hope to have them uh, on the air and, and tuned and focused on the satellites on Tuesday of next week. You shouldn't, if we're doing our job right, you shouldn't hear a difference. Mm. Um, we should have more reliable connection to the satellite link. Um, you know, we've had some issues. Our our dishes look like Swiss cheese. <laughs> Literally, they were yeah. baseball size hail out there. So that's crazy. Um, they were close to destroyed, and I don't know how they were even online anymore. But um, by the grace so, of God, yeah, our our reception won't change, but it's just a connection to the receiver uh, is what should be improved and a little more uh, consistent right. and reliable. So it's not going to be a stronger signal. No, it, no? It, okay. the FCC limits what we can do there. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. you know, that's why we use the app. I, I use it all the time. I don't, I, I hardly even turn it on to the radio because I, I get, you know, oh, is there some static? Okay, let me open my app. And I go right to the app and run it through um, my car and it's just wonderful. So if you haven't yet downloaded the Red Sea Radio, it's, it is, you go to the Apple store and it is, you type in Red Sea Radio mm-hmm. and it should come up and it's on the uh, google play store also for our android that's right and you know also i say a plug for the relevant radio one because i've really enjoyed that so if i miss some of the shows like patrick madrid or um drew mariani who's really Mm -hmm. one of my faves those two are my faves um, I can always go back and listen to the archives through the podcast, uh, excuse me, through the app, which has been really wonderful, too. So it's a big plug for those things going on. Yeah, I like to say with the app that um, two two taps and you're getting some great Catholic teaching because it's one tap to open the app and it's one tap to hit that play button. And as a matter of fact, you can even set it up so it's autoplay. So it yeah. could be even just one tap. And that's actually... You know, better in a lot of use cases than what you'd get with a podcast situation. Because if you think about it, you have to open up your podcast app on your phone. You got to see your list of podcasts that you subscribe to, decide if, well, do I want to listen to this one on politics? Do I want to do this one on culture? Do I want to do this one that's kind of a religious focus? And then you got to pick that one and then hit the opening. And then you've got the intro to the podcast. And I tell the students all the time that they could actually be getting fed with something quicker and get more in their little jaunts between classes than if they're trying to listen to podcasts. So that's my plug for the the radio in the 21st century. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a big fan of it. Just being able to catch up on those, like I might catch little bits and pieces on the radio, but then I can go back and listen to the whole, and there's so much good content, but you know, one of my favorite things as we wrap up this section is just that uh, how much recommending listening to Catholic radio can change the hearts and minds of people who are not in the faith or who are at risk for falling away from the faith. So there's our plugs. And we'll be back after the break with Donna Hannes and talking about how our bodies are a temple of the Lord. Well, welcome back to this segment of Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host today, Pam Marvin, and my dear friend and sister in Christ, Donna Hannes, is joining me. Welcome back, Donna. Thank you. This is your second time. Yeah. You came the third time to be with me? Really? No. I think so. Okay. Well, um, I... 
invited Donna back. I'm going to give you her background here in a second because this topic came up personally in my life. So I'm going to tell that little story. But first, I want to um, just tell our listeners a little more about you and and why I choose you to come talk about um, health related topics. So just kind of tell them just briefly your kind of your story, your progression in the healthcare system. Well, I was trained as a registered nurse and I have a bachelor's degree in nursing from that university in Austin. <laughs> and when I was very young, I was reading, uh, we were in mass and it was a reading from Genesis about God giving us these plants for our use. And that profoundly affected me. I mean, I was probably five or six years old, but really? it just kept circling back to me. And I've always been interested in plants, mainly because of my grandmother, who was very interested in them. But my mom read a book called Let's Eat Right to Keep Fit, I think by Adele Davis, which is like a zillion years old, when I was 10, because my brother and I were both so sick. I'm one of six and seven years, and the two, the two middle of us were sick a lot. And she wanted to give us, make help us eat right, take vitamins, do all that sort of thing to see if we could maybe both be well for once. And I started reading the books she was reading. So I was like 10 years old, and I'm trying to understand nutrition books. Mm. And so I knew there was a better way, because I did feel better, and I stopped getting sick all the time. And so I kind of wanted to go to nursing school. I kind of wanted to be a pharmacist, which kind of doesn't make sense, because I'm not real, real big pharmaceutical mm-hmm. pusher. So... Little by little, I end up going to nursing school, and I get very frustrated in nursing school. And I ask some uncomfortable questions like, shouldn't we find out why this person is sick before we just give them these drugs? You know, and which doesn't go over real well. And then ultimately, I, st- uh, I quit nursing. I, st- I dropped out. To, How long did you do that? How long did you do I nursing? worked in the ER for about a year and the OR for about a year. I loved both those jobs. Mm-hmm. It was very fast-paced. Everything was very exciting. But I started having children, and so I stayed home with my kids and took care of, basically did adolescent psychiatry in my kitchen (laughs) with my kids and all their crazy friends. And then I went back to school to be a traditional naturopath and an herbalist, which is kind of where my focus is more. Mm -hmm. So I think the body will heal itself if you give it what it needs and get out of the way for the most part. Right. I'm seeing that so much. So um, part of my... My background, too, for some of the listeners who may not know, is I am a fertility care practitioner. I've always been kind of that desire for just healthy living in general all of my Mm -hmm. life as a mom. Um, But now that I work in fertility care, I have been shocked and amazed how much diet and and, and the poor diet or lack of nutrients affects fertility. Mm-hmm. And I've been amazed at the results I've seen when people change their lifestyles, how it changes their fertility. And um, so I'm going to tell a little story on myself, right, why we're having this show today. So I was just in such a prayer slump. I was in an energy slump. It's been going on six, eight weeks or more. And I was like, I am such a funk. I'm in such desolation. I'm having a hard time praying. Oh, my goodness, my Lord and my God, what should I do? I'm, you know, forgive me because I'm just, ooh. And it just so happened, I woke up one day, and as I did, and this is to tell you how far away, one of the first things I do is go into social media, which is, ooh, I mean, because that's not really, has not been my habit, 
But uh, by the grace of God, because he's always looking out for us, I opened up an Ascension Presents and was listening to, um, I think her name is Jackie Mulligan from mm-hmm. Reformed Wellness, and which I do a really big plug for them. I'd love to have her on sometime as well. And, and, and the physician, she mm-hmm. has a physician that works with them at Reformed Wellness, which they are all about exactly what we're talking about today. Right. And that is the, the the wellness of the body and the spiritual life combined mm-hmm. um, to try and remember how integrated we are. Well, we'll get more into that in a second. Um, But it was all about how she was telling a story about a priest. It was like, yeah, when I have too much sugar, I can't pray. I'm like, wait, what? Huh? And I started thinking, what's my diet been like lately? And it has just been high carb, Mm -hmm. high sugar. And so that malaise, that brain fog that comes in from eating like that, was literally sucking out my prayer life. And it also ramps up your anxiety. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, for pointing mm-hmm. this out to me because I'd gotten away from that. It's like, these are things that we know, yeah. but we get trapped in and sucked back into. Well, we get too busy a lot of times. You know, we've been traveling a bunch, going back and forth from Houston to Dallas, new grandbaby and kids moving, changing houses. And my son's mother-in-law died and. You know, there's just been a lot of emotional distraction. stuff, a lot of distraction, but a lot of emotional stuff that I could tell that because I wasn't eating properly, I wasn't as level as I could have been. Right. You know, like I nor- I'm normally pretty steady, easy, you know, steady as she goes. Yeah. But I've been like running around the kitchen going, I need something salty and crunchy. Where's some chips? Where's some chips? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it might as well be crack. You know, <laughs> chips are horrible for me, <laughs> but it's like I'm craving them so bad and on the way home from uh, Austin, from the funeral, I, I told my husband, I said, we have got to do, uh, I've got to do a fast, like mm. a three-day water fast or something serious. I've got to have a reboot. and Because right. it is affecting my, I mean, it did affect my prayer life. I'm not right. sleeping. I mean, I'm up at five o'clock every morning because I can't sleep. Right, right. And I just want to put a qualifier in here. You know, uh, while Donna has some medical bona fides, we're always saying you should always check with your um, practitioners or or physicians before you start any type of diet or fasting. Correct. Uh, But we are going to be talking about that today. We are just, you know, for the most part, lay people just trying to to be the best we can be Mm -hmm. um, and have that healthy body and spirit integration, uh, which is how God made us. And let's talk about that side for just a second, Donna, because I think that for me, I forget about that so often is how we do need to treat our body as a temple of the Lord because it is. Well, we are going to have to answer for it. Mm. Oh, goodness gracious. You know, when you get to heaven or get to your judgment, God's going to ask you, what did you do with the life I gave you and this temple that I gave you? It's not your doctor's responsibility. It's your responsibility. Exactly. And there's a tendency in in America to have our our health be completely our doctor's responsibility. Hmm. Like they can give us a medication and we can still eat the nonsense that we think we can eat. Yeah, I see that too much. That's not right. Well, look, the good thing about working with NAPRO technology doctors is they really go for the heart of... They're very tuned in. They really are. Mm-hmm. So I usually tell my ladies when they first are coming and they have some type of um, anomaly or issue that they're dealing with, I said, well, you know, the first thing, diet, exercise, and supplements. Yes. And there's a couple of supplements um, that we recommend a lot, you know, for ho- healthy ovarian mm-hmm. function. And maybe I'll do a show on that someday, too. But Well, and Dr. Hilders found out that the sustained, sustained release B6 help with cervical 
mm-hmm. mucus. And mm-hmm. so it, it just changed fertility for some of these women. And it's something that's so simple. So simple. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The uh, other part of it is the 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 B vitamin supplement, Myo Inositol, mm-hmm. is just amazing for... Uh, so if you have any type of irregularities or you're not really happy with the way your cycle's going, Myo Inositol is a, a good part yes. of it. Yes. Uh, but, you, you know, let's get back to the topic of just integrating our our diet into our spiritual life. So one of the observations that a lot of people may or may not know, Donna, is that the quality of our food has just really declined yes. so much in the last 20 to 25 years. Like mm-hmm. when we were kids, you know, fast food was just coming on the scene in what, right. about the 60s, late 60s, early right. 70s, right. right? So now we have whole generations that have grown up with this fast food stuff, which is just so many well, chemicals. And there's families that when you say it's time for dinner, they go get in the car. Mm-hmm. People aren't cooking like they used to. I well, mean, you know, I still cook. Yeah, no, I think uh, we got a healthy dose of getting back to that during quarantine. Right. Like, wait, this food tastes better. It's healthier. We like it more. But it is the whole distracted being so yes. busy that causes us otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we do need to get back to that as well. Absolutely. It's we there's an old saying, you are what you eat. And I think it goes one step further. You are what you eat ate. What you so, eat ate. Oh, okay, okay. Let me let me break that down for our listeners. So why some are people fish might not yeah, yeah. eating corn. Why are fish that are farmed eating genetically modified corn? That is not what fish eat. Mm-hmm. That's not what a fish would ever in the wild eat. Right. So why are we doing that? Right. That's like I've gone to the grass-fed beef right. for the most part, it, as, as long as I can do it. But, you know, that's another reason why we pray before our meals to bless our food, yes. because if there is some harmful things in there. So if you're not praying right. for every single meal, pray, please, Absolutely. you know, to help bless that food. So, Well, and cows eat grass naturally. That's their natural diet. That's why they have four stomachs to break down all the cellulose in the grass. And the fatty acid profile of a grass-fed cow is more similar to fish. Not so when they're Mm corn-fed. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. So I also have noticed that even the quality of, say, the vegetables. So we think, Mm -hmm. okay, well, we're going to start eating a little cleaner. I'll go to the grocery store. I'm going to get my celery. I'm going to get my lettuce or whatever. Well, these are oftentimes in in a situation where the, the soil is poor. They fed it with things to make it grow faster and bigger, but the nutrients aren't really there. They're not nutrient dense anymore. Yeah. yeah so organic, my... organic vegetables. I mean, it's the, that's the best we can do at this point until we really switch to more of a regenerative agriculture, a permaculture kind of system. The, really, it's more biblical, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so I think one of my biggest wake-up calls is when I, I got, I had a chicken breast, just regular brand, and then I got a um, a natural, organic chicken. Now, the size was considerably different. Right. So the natural one was smaller, mm-hmm. but when I fed it to my family, they were like, wow. This really has so much more flavor. It's so good. You know, it's kind of small, but it's really delicious. I'm like, it's organic and all natural. Yep. So you can see how that's just so much more important. But, you know, I also want to talk about, though, the things that really start to affect our brain. 
um, that can impede our ability to pray well. Like I got to go back to that point because um, I was eating whatever I wanted. I was really high carb, high sugar. Um, My favorite, I think that really was getting to me was a lot of dairy and honey in my coffee. I was just off the chart with that, eating whatever I wanted, Mm -hmm. not really, you know, paying much attention. And I was getting very sluggish and very in desolation. I just was like, uh, I don't feel like praying. Uh, not today. Lord, help me with this. And of course, he sent me that little video mm-hmm. saying, okay, so what did I do? Um, I immediately started kind of turning toward, you know what? I'm just going to fast from those two things, the honey and the cream and my sugar every day. Mm-hmm. And the inflammation went down markedly. It's amazing. And then I started trying to walk a little more because I hadn't been moving my body So I'm like, okay, Lord, I know you're calling me to treat my body more as a temple. Um, And it's so hard. Well, and we have to think about flow. You know, there's a flow in your cardiovascular system. Your blood flows through your body. Your lymphatic system, your lymph flows through your body, cleans your organs and all that. And we've got to keep that flow going. And we prayer is like a flow, too. You know, you want the Holy Spirit to flow through you. You want Jesus to flow through you so you can be Jesus to somebody else. And so we've got to keep that moving too. Prayer is part of the flow mm-hmm. of the human person. It's that's so critically important. And that's like that positive, kind of that positive flow too, the joy that comes from yeah. knowing the Lord. We want to keep that going. Well, we've got to stay connected. You yeah. know, there's water that flows from the throne room of heaven, right? We want to stay in that flow. Right. So Donna, I mean, I have a book that just really changed my heart and mind about all of the the prayer and fasting too, which we'll get into a little bit more of the fasting here in a little while as it relates, because you can't talk about diet and not talk about prayer and fasting right on a show like today. Um, But do you have some favorite books that you could recommend to our listeners about eating um, to stay more mentally fit so that you can, um, you know, pray better and one of the books that I like about that really is about fasting specifically, and it talks about the effects of it on the brain, is a book called The Complete Guide to Fasting. It's by a physician named Jason Fung, F-U-N-G. Oh, yeah. He's a nephrologist out of Ontario, Toronto. And most of his patients are diabetics because he's a kidney doctor. Mm. And most of them have kidney damage because of their diabetes. And the book spells out all these different ways to do fasting. And most of his type 2 diabetes, he can get off their diabetic medicine within about a month, their oral medicine. If they're a type 1 diabetic, that takes a little longer, and it's hard for them to ever get off insulin completely. But the dramatic improvement in their mental state is one of the things that everybody noticed. Not only the weight loss and their insulin sensitivity is greater, but they really, their brains turn back on. Mm. And I think that's huge. Yeah, you want to chime in there? Yeah, I wanted to chime in because I can speak from personal experience that that's what my father did as a type 2 diabetic. He changed his nutrition and he was able to, not. he doesn't have to take insulin. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. It takes so it, a commitment. It's true. It, yeah. But it works. I mean, because what we have in the United States, and I don't know what other countries do, but in the U.S., if as long as your blood work looks okay, they say you're doing great. 
So you take these oral hypoglycemics, you're not eating properly, but you take enough medicine that your blood sugar numbers look good, but your disease is still progressing. Mm. So this Mm -hmm. is a way fasting can reverse disease because it's a hormetic stressor. I think we've talked about that part before. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm -hmm. So it's a fasting is a stressor and your body kind of panics and starts looking for protein if you're fasting, it's looking for carbohydrates. So it's going to tear down these senescent or old cells mm-hmm. or cells that are maybe growing too fast. So cancer, and there's a connection between cancer and fasting as well. People that have cancer, if they are fasting like before they get chemo, then it makes those cancer cells weaker. Right. And the, wow. the chemo can... They don't need as much chemo, and it's more effective, and it protects the healthy cells. Right. I want to take a second to also talk about these two chronic diseases we see that are usually medicated that can actually have such a great effect if you if you go to a more natural approach, and that is the type 2 diabetes like you're talking about, mm-hmm. and high blood pressure, which is right. so chronic right now. But there's many things. But you know one of my favorite Heart things? disease, too. Oh, yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even in my practice, um, this is not like if you have chronically high blood pressure, this is not going to do the trick. But I always like to talk about the amazing effects of hand holding with your spouse, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That it actually lowers blood pressure. That's one right. of those built in things that God has done for us that you don't think about. Oh, you know, maybe if I have more of that affirmative touch with my spouse, right. um, it can lower my blood pressure, too, as well as being very mindful of diet. So can you add more on on that as well as about blood pressure and ways to reduce you that know, naturally? One way is to drink more water. Mm-hmm. So often you're dehydrated and that's a blood pressure issue for a lot of people. I'll tell you another thing is dogs are electron donors. What? Dogs are electron donors more than any other pet. Dogs are electron donors. What does that There's mean? A, I don't even know what that means. Donna. Well, <laughs> there's an ophthal- ophthalmologist up in near D- uh, Dallas that did a bunch of work on this. His name's Jerry Tennant. And for a cell to be able to replicate properly, it needs to have enough electrons. And dogs donate a lot. That's like their job for us as a pet is to donate electrons. He was very ill with a viral infection, two in his brain and one in his spleen. Yeah, Dennis. So is it safe to say that cats are electron uh, stealers? I wouldn't say they're stealers. <laughs> they, they suck the electrons from you. That's my theory. But they, do, they definitely do not donate the way dogs do. <laughs> there well, there, there say, you go. It's science. I mean, is it transferred like in petting or just yes. being near? Is Even petting? just being near them. Oh. His, the physicians that Dr. Tennant had gone to for the, his infections, they all basically said, there's nothing we can do for you. Get your affairs in order. What? And he had these two dogs, and one would sleep on his head, and the other would sleep on his spleen. They had never done that before, and he was so sick he could only be awake for a couple hours. Was this a cancer? Day. What was it again? It were infections. infections. He was the one that did the initial trials on LASIK, and they weren't masking, mm-hmm. and they were doing the laser, and these viruses were in the air that he was getting. He was absorbing and inhaling, mm-hmm. and so he got these infections. Anyway. Long story short, he knew as a as a physician, he knew if he could get his body to produce healthy cells, he could get well. So the time he could stay awake, he's researching cell biology. And he started understanding about frequency and electrons and how to boost your electron levels. And so he he was developing a device for this. But one of the things that clued him in was this dogs. 
Hmm. And once he got well, they never did that again. But they slept, one slept on his spleen and the other one slept wrapped around his head until he got well. I've never heard a fascinating story. Well, my favorite book on this, as uh, I guess I actually listened to it as an audio book, so I highly recommend Mm -hmm. it if you're traveling this summer, is by Jay Richards and it's called Eat Fast and Feast. Yes. And it is just brilliant because Mm -hmm. it also just talks about, um, it's just a beautiful integration between the science behind fasting integrated with the fasting and feasting Mm -hmm. in the church with the church calendar. Like, you know, it's one of those books that I listened to and I was like, of course the Catholic Church is written into the rhythm of the human person and the physical body too and what's good. So. Um, I do intermittent fasting mm-hmm. every day. Not well. I mean, obviously, I was drinking a little bit of a honey and cream, but I've stopped. Now it's just black coffee. And inflammation just within days just, just started going away. Sugar I, the, is a massive trigger for inflammation. And for some people, dairy is too. Yeah. It, Not everybody, but for a lot of people, dairy is too. Yeah, for But sure. sugar is for everybody, whether right. they want to admit it or not. And it that, is. that has a... a a brain fogging effect as well, right? Yes, yes. And now I've always wondered, I mean, there's there's switches you can do to have healthier sugars, but it's still all sugar, right? I it's, mean, could you do the still the, the cycle. honey and it's still the cycle. Mm. You're still telling your brain sugar, sugar, sugar. Okay. Even if it's not jacking your blood sugar, there's still a mental, emotional, psychological aspect to that is that right yeah so that's why i was telling my husband we've got it we've got to get off this carb train yeah we got to get off this carb train and just get the sugar out stop the carbs stop the you know it's mostly the carbs from the sugar then yeah yeah Yeah. that's definitely one of the things i've had to do even for us we're going to ramp down the fruit a little bit Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've really stuck to the berries mostly because ever since I said, but oh my goodness, a good apple every now and then, good yep. orange every now and then. Right. But I think that's correct. But, no, of course. The seasonal. Of course. Seasonal's critical. Mm-hmm. And I got to do something with that box of dates I just bought the other day. Good heavens. <laughs> <laughs> but the I love thing those. is, I think the thing that's been challenging for me too, though, is that because we have such farming everywhere and it's all shipped in, I don't mm-hmm. know what's in season. Well, that's true. You know, the whole Ayurveda system they talk a lot about seasonal eating they have three seasons instead of four like Mm. we tend to have Mm -hmm. but if you go back and look at any of the ancients they're very seasonal in the way they eat we had a peach tree that was on i mean it went bonkers this year and i enjoyed it very much by the way donna gave me some peaches from her tree and that was like my you know that instead of going for that was so sweet sweet. yes that was my dessert yeah um and i thought you know what it's seasonal i'm gonna have my even though i know it spiked spiked my blood sugar well and i was i think i told you those were white ones that we had yeah or so they're so sweet there's so much sugar and you can't get the acid low enough to Mm. preserve them you know so we really had to freeze a lot of them but I thought if I eat one more peach, I'm just going to keel over. But <laughs> even like if you go to Italy during the summer, the vegetables, you, you have this broccoli rabi that they have for a while. And when it's done, it's done. And then they go to asparagus or they go to something else. Mm-hmm. But they, you kind of get saturated on that one or two vegetables that are available. Mm-hmm. And then when it's gone, it's gone. Right, right. They're not shipping it in from somewhere else. Okay, let's reel this back. You know, okay. we're talking a lot about the diet aspects the of, yeah, the food on our prayer lives. 
Um, and so, you know, I really want to kind of name this podcast, not past, excuse me, this, this show, you know, eating for your spirituality, yeah. right? And eating for to improve your prayer life. So just give it a shot, my friends. Like if you're feeling a time of desolation, what is your what is your activity level like? Mm-hmm. What is your diet looking like? Are you having a lot of, uh, you know, fast food? Reel it back. I mean, I think even having fast food once a week is too much. But, you know, for my teenagers, it's kind of hard for us to just it keep is. it to once a week. But we do it, you know, for the most part. Um, but those kind of things are really important to our spiritual life and our, our health. So let's talk about the effects of um, exercise, too. Like, okay, so here I'm going to tell a story on myself. Um, I listened I one of my favorite health um, podcasts is JJ Virgin. Mm-hmm. She did the Virgin Diet and mm-hmm. the Sugar Impact Diet. And that really changed the way I looked at sugar. And uh, most all of the really top notch um, diet exercise people are saying the the hit. Mm-hmm. High intensity interval training is mm-hmm. the bomb ditty. Yep. And they say, oh, you can get what you need in 20 minutes a day. And I'm like, well, okay, that's pretty attractive to me. So do you want to hear Pam's version of it? Sure. I don't do it very often. And I have to I really force myself to do it. So I'll go for a walk every now and then. But what I'll do then is I'll sprint for right. as long as I can. And then I'll walk and recover until mm-hmm. I recover. And then I'll sprint. Now, that's not the exactly best way to do the HIIT training. But I did that one day last week, and I could not get over how it it kicked in my metabolism, how I had more energy, I had more clarity, yeah. I had more time to pray in 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 the way that I love to pray, where mm-hmm. I just really feel like that one-on-one time with Jesus and that divine intimacy, so to speak. I do think that's one of the best ways, actually, yeah. what you just described, especially if you're just starting to get into it. And, you know, my sprint at 64 is very different from my sprint at 25, you know? And so, <laughs> Mine is like a quick jog. <laughs> you do what you can. Yes, that's right. You do what you can. Right. And if you can Make adjustments, it, people, yes, for what yes. your um, ability and levels are. When I say sprint, for anybody else, it looked like maybe just a little more than a jog, but that's all I could do. That's all I had. But that's all you need to do. <clears throat> right. You know, four, four or five of those sprints during your walk is plenty. Yeah, and it's I only plenty. made it. I only did two that day because it's That's the okay. first time I'd done it in That's like okay. so long. Maybe do three next time. And I'm really trying. I tell you what, in trying to get the the movement and steps in every day, oh, that's so hard. Well, we work out once a week with a trainer named Jimmy McHugh at Balance Body Works here in College Station. And one of the things he has us do are these EMOMs. So we do a little warm up. That sounds like a, a shaman or something. Well, EMOM. every minute on the minute. Okay. <laughs> Just be, be so sure. So like on this minute, you'll do 10 sit-ups and then you rest for the rest of the minute. So you work really hard. Like mm-hmm. you'll do, um, you know, you'll do deadlifts for six six or seven reps, depending on how high, how heavy the weight is. Or you'll do swing the kettlebell 15 times. And then you rest the rest of the minute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we, we like those because we're getting the weight lifting in, but it's, there's also a cardio aspect to it. There's also a hit aspect to it. Yeah. I don't do enough weight and it's lifting. A, it's interesting. Mm. It's a little more interesting because sometimes right. the movements are a little challenging. Like you step up on a box and you raise one arm and I have to think about that. You know, mm. It's not like something you just yeah. brainlessly do. So she's at a different level than I am, folks. I'm no, like no. at the really simple, like maybe I'll get out and walk the dog today. <laughs> And this is from someone who used to exercise so regularly to my 20s and my 30s and my 40s. I was like such a regular exerciser. And then after 50, I just was like, 
and it's a hard me. it's a hard habit to get back into. Mm-hmm. I think it's a challenge for all of us. And then our schedules start going. You know, we were back and forth to Dallas, we were back and forth to Houston, and then back to Dallas, and we're just moving and grooving. And I mean, we've got you know eight kids between us, and so there's always something going on. But we were in the car so much and sitting. What do they say? Sitting's the new smoking. Oh my you gosh! Know, which I know. Is, you know. So what do you do? It's so. Yes, that's that's definitely part of. I think it was taking its toll now that I've been working for five years. Mm-hmm. I do a lot more sitting than I right. did the previous time, and it it. How about that? The sitting for so long mm-hmm. saps your energy. It does. How is that possible? But it is. It is. Can you explain how that does that? And like, and why is driving in a car for so long sap so much of your energy and make you exhausted? What is that about? Well, first sitting. of all, I don't know who makes these car seats. <laughs> because it doesn't fit my body very well, you know, and I'll get one hip's always kind of not. Oh, no, I had to get a coccyx like uh-huh. pillow thing for my car because it's just, yeah. no, can't do yeah, it. It's miserable. And we need to stretch when we get out. My brother's a neuromuscular therapist. I often call him a neuromuscular terrorist because yeah. when he works on me, I think he's trying to get back at me for stuff that happened mm. when we were kids because it's painful. But he said the most important thing as we age that we can do for ourselves is to stretch every day. Oh, yeah. I'm so sold on that. And if you wait too late at night, you're too tired to stretch. Because mm-hmm. stretching is work. Mm-hmm. Stretching is work. So even if we would, when we're sitting, if every hour or so, we would just get up, walk around the desk, touch our toes, stretch yeah, up to the yeah. ceiling, and take three deep breaths. I mean, it's not going to take you a minute to yeah. do that. And one of the podcasts I heard, I heard it, it's such a cute phrase. So it was taking an exercise snack. That's right. Isn't that cute? So I do that sometimes. My watch reminds me, you know, mm-hmm. you've been sitting too long. So I'll get up and take my exercise snack. I'll go walk around a little bit there yeah. at the office and go love on my coworkers whom I do adore. Well, one of the things that has really hit me in this last phase, like since April, we've been really just, I never know where I'm going to be. Right. I can't even hardly remember what day I know. it is because like, I'm I, never in town. Texting you and I don't hear from you. I'm like, oh, she's traveling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm driving. Yeah, I'm the one yeah. driving the car at that yeah. point. But I have felt a weakness, not just in my physical body, mm. but my prayer life, it's more of a struggle. I'm mentally not as sharp. And I just feel like my willpower has kind of gone. Isn't that the truth? And, you know, the last few days, it's just like I got this steel rod in my back and I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. It's like <laughs> the warrior in me comes alive, you know, and I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. See, you and I are so on the <laughs> same page with that stuff. You know, when I reached out to Donna and said, hey, what do you think about doing a podcast on this? Because this has really been my life recently. She's, oh, me too. Let's know, do so it. There. So yeah. There, so we can hold each other accountable. Weak. I'm not, I don't want to be weak. Yeah. You got to find your why. And and both yeah. of us, I mean, it's different for every person. I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to hear, you know, like Thaddeus's why. He probably gets a lot of exercise right now chasing around all his kids. Yes. But for us, it's like, I really want to be able to enjoy my grandkids. You right. know, I want to be more fit and take them to do really cool, fun stuff like my grandparents did. You know, like my parents are 87 and 88 and they're still pretty much blowing and going. Yeah. They slowed down a little bit, but I don't want to slow down. I got stuff to do, (laughs) you know, I mean, I've got there's things on my horizon that I'm going to need to take care of. And I don't like my parents don't want to be dependent on their kids. Right. To take care of them. I mean, right. they're very independent. Ooh, very independent. I mean, I do come by this naturally. But 
I don't want to be, I don't want my kids to have to take care of me. I want to be able to help them. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're busy. They've got all having, you know, families that are growing. And I mean, that I need to be helping them, not Mm -hmm. them worried about me. Right. So this is my time because we're retired for the most part. Although you'd never know it. We're never home. But since we're not physically working all the time, you know, we are available to help them. We could help the ones that had a new baby or that had a death in the family or whatever. We're, you know, we're available and I want to be available and not have my physical body get in the way. Right, right. Wow. You know, I noticed um, just over the years, it does seem like our bodies get more sensitive. Like maybe it's because they're Mm -hmm. broken down. I don't know Mm -hmm. why. I mean, they're more sensitive to things. Like my body changes over the years and you have to like really adjust it. Mine changes about every 10 years, I think. Yeah, I was was hoping Thaddeus was going to like uh, chime in a little bit here to get your perspective. I mean, you're in a different category than we are, obviously. So I want to add more. Yeah. I'm going to upset the apple cart. Okay, good. Go for it. More of a, just more of a devil's advocate uh, perspective. What's the, what's the line between the body as a temple approach that you're advocating and the um, vanity and uh, obsession about appearance, health, activity, not wanting to grow old gracefully, um, an obsession and focus on youth. Okay. I, I can totally, if you don't mind, I'm going to take this one because that is so me. Well, <laughs> we'll, we can both chime in on this. Thaddeus, I have struggled with this quite sincerely over the years. My why. Yeah. Why do I do what I do? Um, and I think the Lord allows that too. You know, he gave us these, you know, desires especially with the vanity that's part of us, but it's your why is your sole purpose for fasting. So you can be fit and trim. Well, that's a little bit out of place, Mm -hmm. right? You you need to, and I have struggled because I'm like, okay, I'm so 50, 50 on this one. I want to be trim, but I want to serve the Lord too. So I always am like very mindful. And it's, it's, it's a battle too, to say, why am I doing this? Is it because I want to serve the Lord better or is it really because my vanity and I want to look good? And over this past, you know, I guess since uh, 2020, really, I finally had my shift where I felt like it was more for spiritual reason than vanity. But before that, Thaddeus, I was it was more that vanity. Oh, well, this is a good thing. I can fast. Maybe I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to get trim. And by the way, I'll add a prayer to it. You know, I mean, I was really doing that and I I knew it wasn't quite right, but I kept giving that to the Lord. I don't want my body to get in the way. Yeah. I want to, I want to treat my body well. I want to take care of it. I want to respect it because in doing so, I feel like I'm honoring the father. Mm. I mean, the the one who created me, who gave me this body. And I want to, I want to do that. And then I want to do that well, but I don't want my body to get in the way of what the Lord has for me to right. do. I, I think being sick so much when I was little, it's, it's, I'm very sensitive about taking care of things. And you know, the funny thing is all through COVID and all that stuff, I don't remember the last time I was sick. Mm. I mean, it just doesn't even occur to me to get sick anymore. Right. Not that anybody tries to get sick, but it's, it's, not, it's just not something I even think about anymore. Right, right. But I'm busy. I've got stuff to do. And as far as the vanity thing, I don't. I mean, I don't color my hair. I don't do very well with makeup. She's a beautiful woman. By I don't the, way. <laughs> the clothing. I mean, that's just not. I'm not there. That's not an issue for me. Yeah, it totally has been that. Because I'm me. too. Honestly, I'm too busy. 
Oh. I got too much to say grace over. I mean, if I if I had to worry about all the, you know, looking just this right, just this perfect. I mean, I, I my from my perspective, I look past that. Right. My husband look pat, looks past that. We're looking at the heart and soul of a person. I mean, mm-hmm. I, if you're going to get hung up because my hair is great. Uh, well, sorry. But at the same time, <laughs> the like, purity what about... of intention. That's yeah. the main thing. It's yeah. the purity of the intention. What is the intention for your motivation? Right. But but at the same time, somebody like Pam, who does take an interest in style and fashion and she's, trying she's to not, that's not that. misplaced. Right? I mean, she's not. She's no. not in a bad, no. in a bad okay, place so for caring about that. Not at all. Well, let me tell you what really changed me on that, because I wasn't always that way as far as my appearance, not in my younger days, not as well. But, but it was reframed as being edifying to others. Mm-hmm. So then if you think, well, I want to be edifying to others. I want to um, be pleasant to look at. I don't want to be like. How often is sometimes we see people in their pajamas and right. house slippers out in, you know, shopping and things like that. Um, it's the lack of care. And to me, that's transmitting a an, an idea or not an idea. I don't know what the word is like. Oh, I kind of feel bad for them that they don't mm-hmm. think enough about themselves. Maybe it's self-esteem, but it is edifying to others to dress pleasingly and right. to be clean and things of like course. that. So I think that Thaddeus is is part of. And my I'm, motivation now, if I'm going out with out to dinner with my husband, I want to dress up and look nice, right. you know, but it's not my sole driving yeah. force. And I th- do think there's people that get it out of balance that are very worried about their appearance to look to other people. And they have to be so, so skinny. I mean, I have a family member that's that way and it's exhausting for her. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and it's going to I like to to make the analogy too about how we dress for mass. You're oh, going mercy. to be with the King of Kings. Exactly. You're going to wear blue jeans to go see the King of Kings? Or shorts? No. Or no. a halter top? And it, if we carry the image and likeness of the Lord in each other, why wouldn't you want to look sharp yeah. and nice? Yeah. To say, I love you and you're important. Well, I can't believe how fast the time has gone. Is that the whole show? Is, that, really? oh, Is that true? That's true. Oh, mercy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I want to kind of wrap up in these last few minutes, Donna, just talking about the importance of prayer and fasting too. Yeah. Like that's a that's a real thing these days, especially I think it God is calling to us. Our it focuses our intention, and it intensifies our prayers. And not that God doesn't pay attention if we don't fast, but you know the Word says some things only come down by prayer and fasting. Exactly. You know, I've got a friend that's in surgery right now, and. I am very, very focused. Been focused on her since five o'clock this morning. And I mean, I'm all over it. Mm-hmm. Fasting, I'm assuming. Yes. 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 Very good. And I don't even know. I, it may go on for several days, the right. fasting, because it's so, she's, it's critical. She's, it's a very serious thing. And I just, it, it's not that we, I don't want to say it gets God's attention, but when we're praying and fasting and very intentional about this, he knows. I, I and like he comes to, alongside. I like to to liken it to um, turning up the volume yes. on our prayers. It turns yes. up the volume. Yeah. Oh, the they're intensity. really serious. It's a little louder yeah. when we add a sacrifice to it, and it's mm-hmm. overcoming our will, which we really need to do these day and times. 
Well, and that's the other thing. We're back to that will thing and making, I've been feeling weak, willed. Mm. Oh, just, oh, I can't stand that. You know, I got to right, right. pick my sword up, get my shield up and put on the armor of God in the morning again, like I used to every day. That's right. So my brothers and sisters, if you're really struggling with some desolation, what's your diet like? What's your exercise like? Are you, are you moving your body? Are you taking care of yourself from a, a sleep standpoint? We didn't even talk about how regenerative sleep is. We right. should be getting seven to eight hours of sleep every single night. And make it a priority. If, even if you're not sleeping the whole time, get horizontal for seven or eight hours just because it helps the flow. You know, it mm. takes the pressure off sitting all the time. It's so relaxing to, to lay down flat. I, I say that. I'll, I need to be horizontal. I, just, I say that, too. And are you eating to live or living to eat? Mm. You know, that's again, mm. we're back to intention. You know, so I just don't really need the quantity of food we put in our bodies. When you oh, look that at, is so like true. Like, if you go to a restaurant and there's food hanging off the side of the plate, I mean, come on, seriously. And who came up with three meals a day? I think that's ridiculous. Three meals a day seems like so much. The food company. <laughs> Breakfast is the most important meal oh, of the day. Who says that? The cereal right, manufacturers. Right. Well, Donna, I thank you so much for um, coming in today and being oh. with me and getting to. And it's gone by so quickly. But it's always but, a treat to be with you, Pam. At the end of the and day, and Dennis, <laughs> my brothers and sisters. Pay attention. How are you treating your body? There is a direct connection with how well you pray and how well you're serving our Lord. Right. So I just, uh, I thank you again, my sister. I love, I love being with you. Oh, I mean, you and I, I could talk like I until eternity and then some. Yeah. Our coffee dates are like four hours. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for joining this episode of Red Sea Roundup. Um, until then... Till I see you next time on the radio, go and love your neighbor. Rumors and talking.